What's going on, everyone? This is Mike with the Barbell CEO Podcast, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. I know it's been a couple months with you know, all the quarantine shutdowns and gym shutdowns. We were kind of a push, down, push play in life, and uh, but life goes on, and now people are starting to get back to the gym. People are getting eager to get in there, get after it, and I want to put this out there to share some tips and my strategies that I'm employing with myself, my clients, my athletes, uh, and hopefully you will learn what to do when going back into the gym, what not to do, and how to really set the first uh, four to six weeks up so that you can stay injury-free and really set a strong foundation for going forward into your next program, whatever that's strength, muscle hypertrophy, weight loss, whatever your goals are. Today we got a fun one. We are going to have my wife on. And if you have followed me on social media, on Instagram, uh, my wife is pretty fit. Um, she does a lot of the workouts that I write for her, functional fitness, strength training. Um, she was at one point a uh, powerlifting and a weightlifting athlete, um, really just training, you know, a relatively strong and, and fit uh, individual. And she's really been pushing herself hard throughout quarantine. And now the gyms are opening up. So there's a lot of conversations about how she should attract her training, what her mindset should be. So I wanted to share uh, with you guys what we have talked about. And I really wanted to do that because, you know, obviously I have my perspectives and, and people who view me on the social media are asking what I'm going to be doing. But I think it's also important to show what other people are doing and how you can take both sides of our stories and really apply it to your own training and your own philosophies. So before we get started, I want to make a couple quick notes want to thank the sponsors that we have for this podcast as well as my own training. And we're going to start off with RP Strength. And guys, if you have not heard of RP Strength, Renaissance Periodization, uh, they're awesome. And I actually just posted on my Instagram, Mike J. Dewar, my 26-week bulk and cutting cycle before and afters. And without the diet coaching app that they have there, it's 15 bucks a month, but with the code J2Fit, you can get it for 10 bucks a month. I don't think I'd have the physique that I have right now, and I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel strong. I feel lean. Go check those pictures out, guys. It's uh, proof is in the pudding, and their diet coaching app, it's you know, it's all the same preachings that they've been doing in their books. It's what I've learned throughout my studies, but their app is just something where it holds you accountable. It's where you can create your own meals, and uh, it's going to put a lot of quote-unquote nutrition gurus and coaches out of a job because it is awesome. I personally have my clients download that app and then I help them tweak it during our training cycles to really manipulate the numbers to be a little more custom. But 90% of that time, that app is what I default to because it's an amazing app. So go check that out. It's J2Fit. If you guys are looking to lose weight, gain muscle, cut bulk, whatever it is, get started as an athlete or even just trying to lose and really change the way you look and feel about yourself. Next, I am fortunate and super happy that I paired up with 10,000 Gear. They have awesome workout shorts. I love their workout shorts, workout pants, tanks. I, uh, I can't say enough great things about these guys. If you guys have seen my videos, I've been working out from home in these shorts. Uh, they have liners. I love my army greens, nice short shorts there for the quads. Um, they have you know, seven inch, nine inch uh, options, very breathable, very durable. I do weightlifting in them. I uh, just lounge in them. I lift 200 pound stones with them. They are durable as heck. They look great. 
Go check them out with the code, the Barbell CEO. You can save 30% off your online orders and, uh, and really just look super swaggy and super fancy in, in the process. And then lastly, you know, it's something that I've really wrestled with is supplements and really trying to pair with somebody who, uh, who really fits me. And that's minimal uh, processing. Um, I'm pretty basic when it comes to supplements. So I'm a huge believer in whey protein powders or, or any protein, whatever dietary needs you have, whether it's plant-based or, or animal or collagen. I'm a huge fan of creatine. I think that that has uh, just been proven and proven time again to be super efficient for muscle growth and strength. Uh, and then obviously caffeine. Um, but what I really like, their stacks that they have there, they have their proteins, they have their BCAs, they have uh, pre-workouts, but I typically use black coffee, but if you're into that, they have those. Um, they also have creatine, so go check that out. You can use the code J2FIT, and you can save cash with that friends and family discount, and really just start to you know, get yourself healthy and fit. So now you got your nutrition, you got your gear, you got your supplements. All you need now is to take the things that we're going to talk about today and really put them in place and do your training in the first month back. So without further ado, I'm going to open the floor up. I'm going to get my wife on here and we're going to have some fun for you guys. Uh, once again, make sure you guys leave a rating. Let me know what you thought about this with the discussion with my diesel queen and strength mama, Sarah. All right. So we're here with my wife, Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? So she is uh, super, super podcast camera shy, but she's actually super outgoing and funny. So I'm excited to have her on today. So Sarah, we're going to talk all about training. And, you know, for viewers who don't know, tell us a little about what you do in your workouts and kind of maybe give some context of like, what are some of your best lifts, your, you know, your goals. So Mike writes all of my programs for me. It's not a shameless plug, but because you've also done you've done other programs. I have done other programs, yes. Like what? Marcus Philly is one of my favorites. Mike is obviously my number one favorite, though, of oh. course. Um, so it's a close one, though. I, I'm someone I'm really big into doing a mixture of both heavy lifts with also accessory work, and if time spares, I do like to also do some circuits slash cardio at the end and. For those of you who obviously cannot see this, Mike is rolling his eyes at me when I talk about the cardio portion. No, no, no. If people people know cardio obviously is important, uh, but I just, I mean, let's let's go into that real quick before we go into return to the gym. As a female, as somebody who obviously has aesthetic goals, and I have aesthetic goals, and there's this notion that you have to do cardio to get lean, right? And I work a lot with people who are coming from the functional fitness world or people trying to you know, have that lean physique and they always think they have to do cardio at the end of the workouts. And I mean, what's your take on that? As somebody who has a great physique, who sometimes does cardio, you do much less cardio now than in the past. Yes. And how do you feel about that? I feel I look better than ever, to be honest. Uh, it's been a challenge, like not doing it. A mental I, challenge. Mental challenge. I will say, this is my shameless moment, I like to do cardio at the end of my morning workouts because I usually watch an episode of The Office. And that's and that's fine. I mean, I think like if, you know, if you want to do cardio watching The Office, like it's better than just watching The Office maybe, right? But like, 
that that's I'm not totally against that. I just think it has a place, right? And if you're looking to build muscle and the physique out, like obviously you had good success, and it was because you were eating also properly. Yes, eating yeah. a lot cleaner. And that's kind of the elephant key. in the room. Do you think a lot of people out there uh, try to do cardio and not address a diet? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I was telling everybody in the in the the opening about the RP Strength. And how much I love that app. I love it. I was a skeptic. I was a huge skeptic. You were. You were hating it. I was hating it. And then we got a food scale. And I don't know how anyone could ever do that without a food scale. Once we had that, it was a game changer. And I, I do. I love that app. Cool. So, all right. So you like lifting heavy. What are, what are some of your favorite lifts to lift heavy? And, and give us kind of some of your... Maybe your all-time lifts, if you remember them, just to kind of give some context here. I mean, keep it simple. I, I That's what I say. I really enjoy your typical bench. You do love My bench best, press. I do love bench press. I don't know why. My best bench press, so right before COVID happened, I hit 155. Yeah. I believe it was, 155. Uh, At I, a body weight of like 135-ish, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, my best squat, I love to squat, gotta be careful, I have a bad left knee, uh, but my best squat, this was like two years ago, I think, was 260. 260 so for high bar, yeah. Yeah, so that was high bar, um, that's obviously probably gone down since my knee. Uh, but you consistently squat 185 to 205 for reps. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, with, yeah. you know, and I think that's, I think I guess the takeaway is most people, like, you don't need to squat super heavy to have the aesthetic goals and even have a, a, a basis of strength, right? I think a key thing going into, because I just recently started going back to the gym, I was kind of nervous to sort of see where my strength went, but uh, Mike definitely in our basement, the Chamber of Gains, uh, yeah. kept me doing a lot of leg stuff to keep my strength there. So I was very surprised when I went back to the gym just last week I didn't lose any of my strength, which was really cool to see. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's important. I think, you know, whereas for me, I was fortunate enough to have access to a barbell about one or two days a week. Um, so I was still doing most of my heavy squats. So I had pretty good progress throughout that period. But a lot of my athletes, you know, with the higher level athletes, I think the higher level you are, you, you're going to expect some loss if you have not been training with those type of weights because it's neurological. Um, but for most intermediates, Right. And like in, in, in the world, they're like, you know, a 260 squat is a big back squat. Right. But, you know, for somebody who's out there squatting 350, 400, 450, yeah, you're going to have probably a 5 to 10% drop, but you're not going to lose that. And most of that's just nervous system and just not being under the bar. Um, but for intermediates and beginners, you, because you're kind of in that initial moderate phase, you might actually come back and it might feel a little off if you haven't been doing anything. But within the first couple of weeks, you'll, kind of be back to where you're at anyways. Um, so I guess that leads us to the first question. How much do you think you lost? And I guess when we say lost, you know, you mentioned you didn't lose any strength, but do you feel like you lost anything during this period? My grip. My Your gr- grip strength. Grip work. Yeah, that's grip funny work. Say that's, it. That was, I noticed that immensely last week was really my grip work. Yeah. Grip, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something I noticed as well as overhead. Like my overhead strength and stability, like placing weights overhead. I will say my mobility and movements surprised me at how much better things felt. So I know one of my big initiatives with 
the pandemic was taking this moment to really just work on my mobility. My squat's not always to the level that Mike wants it to be mobility-wise and form-wise. So he worked with me on my form and going back last week, I really implemented a lot of that. And it what do you, what do you think we were doing? Cause were we doing a bunch of stretches? No, it was, um, almost just different variations. So I did a lot of like heel elevated tempo. Tempo was key. Tempo squats. Yeah. Uh, so that was huge. A lot of split squats, split squats, a lot of front lunges, rack squats, with Bulgarians. dumbbells, Bulgarians. Yeah. And I think that's important for people out there. Cause you did have knee pain. You do have like some some underlying knee issues that are just that's just kind of part of it, but you don't necessarily need to stop squatting. I think you need to just work around it. You need to build unilateral. Uh, you need to slow down, maybe drop some weight, and just kind of determine why you need to lift that heavy. But yeah, I don't think I really again I was kind of an anomaly because I had enough minimal dosage of heavy weight where I was still training one to two days a week with the bar compared to five days a week, and then I was doing a lot of unilateral, so I actually felt pretty good pretty strong with it but I was also cutting so you know it was uh I just finished my cut so I was actually able to make good progress throughout the quarantine but I was definitely underfed um the normal so I probably could have done a little better um all right so you had the exercises I think it's these exercises that you you know what exercises should you start with when you go back uh I guess, you know, it sounds to me and what I would do is maybe the exercises that you have been doing prior, right? Uh, I would definitely work in some unilateral work, like your lunges or your single presses. Um, you kind of hit it there on the head, like slowing down repetitions and working form and technique and, and having that be a driver of intensity, right? Doing tempos and pauses instead of just adding more weight. Um, so I think that's kind of a straightforward thing, uh, kind of depending on the program. I will say for weightlifters, uh, myself included, weightlifting is super ballistic, meaning it's super high impact. So for anybody coming out of a period where they're coming and they're not training regularly like that, uh, to, to minimize the repetitions you're doing, maybe do, um, you know, some no footwork or you're not jumping as much, maybe, you know, really just limit the amount of overall volume we're doing because you don't want to start blowing up Achilles tendons or, or anything like that. Just really take your time back into it and monitor that. All right, here's the final one. How hard should you train? However hard my door tells me to. Well, pretend I'm not here, right? So when, when you're in a workout, do you take every set to failure? Do you take it to not failure? Do you leave anything in the tank? How much do you leave in the tank? depending on what it is in the cycle and the period of that. But let's talk like right now, because this is obviously returning to the gym. Right now I'm doing stuff where it's working in that 12 to 15 rep range. So working up to that, trying to like leave a few more in the tank and then just circling back through with that weight. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important for people to, when we look at the ranges, like my favorite range to play in is 8 to 15. So like most of my accessory work and even like of a baseline strength, like you're doing some squats at like 8 to 10. Like, you know, you're, mm-hmm. and then, you know, so you're, you're, your main lifts, your, your deadlifts, your benches, they're not like so high in repetitions. No, no. Yeah, so. That's more like yeah. the accessory. Like your 12 yeah. to 15s are accessory. So what I recommend most people out there, what I would do is, you know, find like an 8 to 10 rep kind of challenging set. Where maybe that first week you're leaving, you know, two good reps in the tank, 
Second week, maybe one good rep. Third week, push it to, you know, near failure. And then the fourth week, you could deload. And then for, like you said, the accessory work, my favorite, and what you have too, I have you doing too, is choosing a weight for your first set that's like an all-out, you know, 15 rep. Like by 15 reps, you're gassed, right? No more than 15, no less than 12. And then the second set, you keep the same weight and you push yourself again. Inevitably, you're going to drop down to where maybe you're hitting 8 to 10 on your last set. Um, you know, so I think that's important. But have you struggled with anything of trying to... I mean, like when you walk into the gym, you know that like these first four weeks are kind of going to be a reacclimation, right? You're not necessarily trying to be super sore. Um, <laughs> but I am. But you are. I mean, you're going to be sore, right? But you're not like super crazy, no. crazy sore. No. Um, how do you kind of attack your workouts knowing that like you're going in there and you might actually feel a little weaker on certain movements or? I'm fine with knowing that I'm going in weaker. I mean, look at everything that's happening. It's just bound to happen. So just going in with the mentality of just being smart before I go into the gym, I usually do morning workouts. Uh, so the night before I like to take a look at what's in store for the upcoming day, uh, see what I did. The, so this is week two. I'm going in seeing what I did week one. So that way I have a general idea of where my weights should be. So just mentally already knowing where I should roughly be, has that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, and I think you hit a key thing is obviously tracking and knowing what you're doing. But week one, like, everyone I know week one's they're going to want to get in there and just attack, right? Because they've been like pent up, but like, I like to think about week one, give yourself room so that you can always beat week one and week two. It doesn't mean undershoot and like half-ass week one, but like leave some space so that you inevitably you're going to push in week two. And then week three is really where you got to buckle down hard. Um, but I think that's important for people to think about that, um, you know, because this is a period, just like any period, whether it's being in a cycle or something where we haven't been training, we need to come back like that. Um, all right. So how sore are you and what, what workouts, what movements do you think make you sore? We're talking current, correct? Yeah. Like current. Okay, yes. Um, I did not have much access during quarantine to any form of pull ups. Back work was really difficult for me to work on. So now that I'm back, Mike has me doing a lot of, well, you have me doing a lot of pull ups and a lot of back work and my back is lit. Like middle back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely I'll something that it. if you're training from home and you can't do pull-ups, uh, that's probably something now that you're going to start building in. Because we were doing rows, right? But it's not the same plane. It works the back a little differently. So that's and, been something. Yeah, and also the weights that we had at home, they were kind of very drastic varied yeah. a lot in weights. So, I mean, we had a pair of 30-pound dumbbells and a pair of... Like 55. 55 kettlebells. So yeah. some things were just really hard to figure out to do. How about legs? How, how's leg day? How are your legs responding? <laughs> they feel like jello. Jello. It's a good feeling, though. Yeah. It's that constant pump. It's good to get underneath a barbell again, for sure. Okay. Um, so what about diet? Have you changed your diet? I guess let's tell a little bit. Did you do anything with your diet? Because you were training you know, pretty regularly when you were... Uh, before COVID and you know you're doing your cardio and you had access to rowers ellipticals stairs treadmills all that stuff and we're in Ohio so it's 
it's nice out now. We've been biking more mm-hmm. and you've been going on walks more. But in the initial phases, you know, cardio was cut out. Um, so what did, what did you do for your diet and what was kind of the mindset behind that? And then where are you at right now? So I relied heavily on RP. I did say that. And what's nice with the RP app is that you can regulate how active you are. And that then recalculates what you're supposed to be eating, as you know. Um, so You mean like uh, lifestyle or workout or both? Both. So in the RP app, for those of you who don't know, uh, the RP app lets you regulate you know, how active your just typical lifestyle is, but then also how active your workouts are, how intense are they. So um, it lets you play around with those, and that really adjusts the macros that you get in that given day. So that was stripped a lot (laughs) yeah definitely sitting on your butt as as i was too you know as a coach i was like in the gym back and forth and i basically was hardly active at all so um all right now what what are you doing now with your diet have you changed your diet at all now that you're able to train more no i'm kind of keeping it where it's at right now the rpf at least anyways what's your goal right now like is it fat loss muscle gain I'm in a just hanging out phase. Maintenance phase. Yeah, maintenance phase. Okay. So what would you say you learned about your fitness, your training, your nutrition, your mindset? If you could go back and tell maybe you from a year ago or you and then maybe like you from right before COVID, everything you've learned, because it's definitely been a learning experience for me. Not only in the past six months with me going through a bulking and cutting cycle, but really hyper-focused in the past three months on really understanding like the idea of minimal effective dose, you know, like I don't have to do everything and I can still have great results. Uh, what would you, I guess let's walk through, what, what are some things? It's really made me take a moment to just pause and think about what are my goals in fitness overall. For me at this moment in my life, it's just... I want to have overall good health, fit, have, you know, lifestyle, eating, everything. I want to be pretty clean and healthy. So uh, all of this just took a moment for, I feel like, both of us to really tune into our eating. I think that's been a big thing, just eating cleaner and just also not mindlessly snacking because I feel like people can easily get into that rut, especially when they're at home pretty much 24-7. So definitely following the RP app helped me a lot with that mindless eating. Fitness-wise, it showed me I don't need to have an hour and a half workout every single day to have the results that I want. I was able to have a super efficient and effective workout in an hour. So, And then that extra time I got to spend outside, either jumping rope or going for a bike ride or going for a walk. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, definitely as an athlete who's very concerned with strength and trying to get stronger and push those limits and continue to go, I've really learned that I don't need to do as much as I have in the past uh, in terms of volume and workouts. Uh, You know, so it's really trying to find, you know, instead of doing, you know, I would normally do you know, let's say 18 sets of squats a week, I could probably get done by doing only 12, right? And, and a workout, you know, where I would leave the workout and I just feel totally beat up. Sometimes I leave and I feel like I had more in the tank, but I'm like, hey, I'm good, right? And uh, coming from more of like a, you know, I'm, I'm not advanced by any means, but I'm decently, 
fit. I think it's important for people to hear that because I think when people get more advanced, they think they have to push themselves harder. And sometimes it's actually the inverse uh, because you can't. So I think that was big. I think nutrition, I've always been pretty healthy. I've always been pretty lean. Um, but really dialing into my nutrition and through the bulk phase, I've always had issues trying to gain mu- uh, muscle and weight. And you know, it, when I hear people say that to me, I have zero pity now because I've been through it. And I know that you just have to eat more. It's, it's as simple as that and there's no tricks about it. You remember sitting me, seeing me sit there and eat mounds of rice and 800 grams of carbs a day and I remember towards the end of it, it was Sarah, I don't know if I can eat this. And you looked at me and just didn't say anything. And I knew like, hey, like that's part of my goal. It's no different than getting up to the gym at 6 a.m. to go. So um, I learned that that's part of the process. And then I learned that if you do it correctly, uh, which, you know, on my Instagram, I posted my before and afters, you can lose body fat pretty quickly. But if somebody who's lean out there and you're always trying to gain muscle and, and get bigger, you you know, you're doing just things that aren't resulting in that growth. You need to really examine what you're doing. Maybe it's too much cardio. Maybe it's the wrong type of workouts. Maybe you're not eating enough. And then you really have to just commit to a long-term process of four, five, six months to really change your body. So that's what I've learned. And then maybe balance. Better balance. Hmm. Just like with eating you know, and working out. All that stuff. Not like coordination and balance, but yeah. <laughs> so all that. So I think it's been a cool experience. Um, we were even able to work out at times together. One time. We were able to work out together I'm, one I'm not time. sure however many couples out there can work out together. We, we, we can sometimes, but I'm a little too intense and, uh, you know. He likes to critique me as I'm working out. So it'd be funny to hear you guys, you know, leave a review and in your review, uh, let us know if you have a story that kind of goes like that. Cause there's typically it's, I'm always in the heat of the moment. I'm working out, I'm pushing. So obviously I'm aggressive just cause it's a workout and I'm an aggressive person. Um, uh, but it's not because anything towards what she's doing or, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to be mean. It's just, I'm, you know, in between sets. Whereas, you know, I might see something and say, Hey, you know, do X, Y, Z, but it just comes out a little different. I'm in the coaching mentality, not the husband or lover uh, or spouse mentality. So communication is a little different and it just doesn't mesh well. But it uh, be interesting to hear anybody out there who's had those those issues. But I would love to hear them. Yeah, because I think it's normal-ish. Yeah, I don't get those couples that can easily work out together all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'd also well, like to hear those stories too. Yeah, yeah. Or like those couples, I'd be interested to hear the stories of the couples who do the same workout. Like the same workout with like the same weights. No, thank you. It'd be interesting to see like is, is one person working out and the other is underachieving. Well, I'm sure they're doing different weights, you would hope. I've seen people. Like the guys using the same 20s that the girls using. And it's not because the guy's just not that strong or the girl's not that strong. It's, I'm confused. I think it's just, yeah. We've just learned the hard way that over the years, it's just for the best that we do our own workouts at our own times. That's also key is doing them at different times. Boom. So that was all. I wanted to get on here and have just a combo with my wife. Uh, she did really well. You really settled into yourself. You were a little nervous in the beginning. As Mike said, 
I don't do well the moment I know a camera or videos on all sense of personality drains out of me. So, yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> well, I think that's it for us today. It's been a short one, but hopefully you found some real world application here. Make sure you guys leave a review. Let us know if you have any fun relationship workout stories in that review. Leave a comment there. Um, and if not, just leave a five star review. It helps out. And then again, I know we were talking a lot about nutrition in here. Go check out the RP Strength app. Uh, you can use the code J2FIT and you can save some cash. But we believe in that app. I believe in that app. Sarah believes in that app. Um, and then also, if you guys are looking for the uh, ways or proteins and that, there's a sponsored notes in the beginning. But that's all for me. Sarah, you got anything else? No, just crush it. Stay safe while going back to the gym. Sanitize everything, people. Keep it clean. Keep it safe. Keep wash, it strong. And wash your hands. You yes. dirty meatballs. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys.